Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within. I am your host, Enrique Acasa-Gonzalez, and today I have another special guest, uh, Anthony Savellas. He's been with us, uh, at least knowing me, uh, since uh, last <laughs> fall at the Orlando uh, you know, LinkedIn Local, and it was great to meet him. I followed your content uh, all this time, Anthony, and so I thank you for being with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on the show, Enrique. It's uh, it's such a pleasure. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been anxious to have this day. You know, it's so hard to <laughs> to get uh, you know to get guests. But um, this uh, the month of July is international, so uh, you know having Canada represented is great for me. Um, and and it takes me out of the states, which is another bo- a bonus. Um, but uh, today uh, we're going to be talking about leadership and vulnerability. Uh, but before we get into all the good stuff, Anthony, I want to give you a moment uh, for you to share with us about yourself uh, and for sure. the audience. Sure. So uh, again, my name is Anthony Tavellas, and I am a uh, coach and a trainer in the technology arena. So I uh, work as an executive coach within the technology arena. Um, coaching mid-level managers, teams, uh, improving on their, their culture, their communication, and mainly trust. And in the training world, I, um, I help the, the upcoming leaders with their actual technical skill sets by teaching them about cloud. And usually I stick with Google Cloud. So that's a little bit about me. Oh, outstanding. Um, I, I love the fact that we're both trainers. You know, I, I do my own training <laughs> on my side. You teach them the tech, I teach them the leadership. Uh, but uh, it's, it's so good to have you. And, 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 and as I mentioned before, you know, talking about leadership and vulnerability has been one of those things that has been so touchy in the leadership arena, um, yes. but needed. Uh, if, if ever we have seen a time where vulnerability is needed, uh, where heart is needed is times like the ones that we've been in, you know, since the beginning of the year. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and so, you know, it's sometimes you wonder uh, what it is that is breaking apart uh, the, the leaders that do have the ability to be vulnerable and the leaders that yes. cannot, right? And so yeah. I'd be interested in, in your perspective as far as uh, what is it that you see in, in leaders uh, that is missing? Well, uh, the first point w- that I want to bring up is putting your people first and always yielding the biggest returns. And by doing this, um, your people will be able to be to, to work in a safe space, in a psychologically safe space. Uh, so it's no longer about you. It's no longer about the leader. It's about putting, um, putting your people first. So the leader comes last. Uh, you're always looking to elevate and encourage, uh, 
your people so that this way they can start to become more creative, more innovative, and they can fail and fail comfortably knowing that their leaders got their back. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you mentioned psychological safe space because I was one and, I, and I've mm -hmm. always been this way. Uh, I have seen both personally and professionally where uh, if those spaces are not there, uh, it doesn't matter how great of a technician you have. Sooner Agreed. or later, that psyche is going to get the best of them. And you can, you can break them down to the point where no matter what technical expertise they have, mm -hmm. they just can't execute because their mind is flooded with things that are going on around them in the workspace and they're frozen. You know, I, I, and I say it because it happened to me. Now I teach yeah, leadership. It happened to me too. <laughs> <laughs> I teach leadership, right? I teach it, I teach it, I live it, I breathe it. Um, and yeah. Uh, and that psychological challenge at, in a toxic environment got the best of me. Yeah. And I was too. frozen. I was frozen. You know, I, and, uh, you know, thankfully I had enough sense to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. But, and, but. and Enrique, Enrique, this is the reason why I got into executive coaching is because I wanted to, I knew that there was missing that psychologically safe space. And so I, I wanted to start with myself and go out and, and really start to make it aware to, to, to managers and leaders to show them that, hey, you know what, your people need a safe space and they don't got it. And being in this industry for as long as I have been, it's, uh, it's sad to see that it's not, it's not there yet. And we really need to, to make a difference. Well, I think, you know, and I think the, a lot of people have a misconception of what that looks like, right? Mm -hmm. that, that what does a safe space look like? Is it an actual room? You know, <laughs> is it, you know, this padded where nobody gets hurt? Um, or, is this, or is this an actual environment that the leader sets? Because it is yes. truly in the hands of leadership to set these environments. And so, when, when you're thinking about as a leader on what ways do I begin to set the environment for my people to be, uh, to feel safe and to act like they feeling safe, what would you say mm -hmm. are those things that you need as a leader to start putting in place some of that, uh, some of those environments? Um, so again, putting, putting your, your people first, uh, empathy and love, um, cultivating a, a culture of trust. Uh, I mean, trust is, is a huge one. Um, keeping the lines of communication. So communication is, is key here. And uh, as well as developing a, a learning mindset. You know, these are the key elements to, to creating that psychologically safe space where people are, they, they feel okay to do whatever it is they have to, to get the job done and to be proactive about their job and not just firefighting when it needs. It's, um, it's having the, that mindset of, you know what, I'm really excited to go in on Monday. And there's a lot of the, it, the, the environments that are 
unpsychologically safe. Um, usually people don't want to go into work every day. They're like, oh, I got to go to work. <laughs> and it's, it, you see it so much, but nobody wants to do anything about it. And, and these are, these are the points that I, I really want to emphasize on to all the leaders out there. Um, and I, I think that it can be done. It's just a matter of listening. Leaders need to listen. So. Yeah, I, I, I love the points that you just made, and I, I would like to dive into each one of those, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, you, yeah. you, mentioned, you mentioned empathy and love, right? So leading with empathy and love. Um, I'll tell you right now that I haven't been into many uh, professional settings <laughs> where people <laughs> around talking about empathy and love, right? Uh, yeah. They always talk about it in a training. Of they always talk about it in, in some other forum, but never within the confines of the organization where it actually makes mm -hmm. the difference. And so when you talk about leading with empathy and love, um, what, what are maybe some suggestions you may have for leaders to start going that way? Because the workforce really doesn't uh, enable it. Yeah, it's true. So, Enrique, this is this is uh, something that a lot of people don't think about, but we spend more time at work than we do with our actual family. And so I look at it as a family relationship. Uh, when you go to work, you are with your second family, your work family, and you want to feel safe in that in that environment. But in order to do so, you need to have an understanding with your leaders, with the people around you. Um, you know, let's say you're having a difficult time with your kid or you're having uh, some issues with, you know, your elderly parents, whatever the case may be. A leader needs to understand that, hey, you know what? Something's going on with that guy. I want to go and talk to him and really have like a, a truly a uh, meaningful conversation from the heart, not as a leader, but as a human being. And so when we take our mindset out of being a leader and being a human being, things change. Things change for the better. Employees feel more open and free to, uh, to come to their leaders. You know, I hear so much of, oh, you know what? My door is always open to you. No. Leaders need to go to their people, especially in, you know, these times of COVID where I see there's a lot of people saying, you know, you can always call me. No, people are scared. People don't know what to do. They need you to reach out to them. They need to know that you're there for them. And the only way for, uh, for employees to know that is when you come to them with empathy, with an understanding, knowing that I'm here to listen and I'm here to treat you as a human being with love. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. Uh, that's so powerful because when we think about empathy and love, uh, we don't realize that that first must be birthed in us. Yes. You exactly. can't give what you don't have, right? 
so so when if empathy and if empathy and love doesn't reside in you already i don't care how many courses you take you can't dish it out right it's so true yeah you can't dish it out so um so it must start with you and the moment you have it then you start to give it um it builds you mentioned this earlier it builds an environment of trust and that's what people need to thrive in that's what people need to be able to be the best they can be because that trust is there to go ahead and you know hey look yes make look if you're going to make mistakes make them here right make them here we can correct them here we can uh, you know get you to success because if your failure goes out there (laughs) yeah exactly that's that's when everybody's losing right now we're we're learning Mm -hmm. and so when you create that space i I love how you did when you create that it it really does create a culture and cultivate a culture of trust. Yes. Yeah. So when it when it comes to to trust, this is the basic foundation of of communication between human, two human beings. When you put out your hand to shake somebody, the other person is trusting you enough that they're like, "Okay, I'm going to shake this person's hand because I feel that he's genuine." I feel that he's not going to take advantage of me. I feel that he's just another human being looking at another human being. This is the foundation of any human interaction. And so when we bring that trust to work, um, now it has a whole new setting. Because you know, we have our leaders who in the old times, you know, it was, it was all about blaming and shaming. And it's, it's now turned around to, um, well, if we leave them do what they need to do, then they'll get more done. They'll be more proactive. Uh, so that whole trust um, action and feeling, it, it really, it, it comes out. And, um, and, and people start to feel the, the safety and people start to, to really uh, blossom. And you'll see that uh, a underperforming team with a lot of trust will become uh, a team that outperforms all others. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I've, I've seen that. I've, I've seen it because I was there. <laughs> I was there, you know, where, where a team uh, under a certain type of leadership, that leadership went away. Um, a, another person came in, uh, created that environment of trust and uh, of empathy and of love. And you, you could almost could not stop this group. <laughs> yeah, and, it's and, so true. The, the, the problem is, and as you was talking in my head, I'm like, okay, this is great because we're, we're teaching and we're talking so that mm-hmm. leaders can learn and get some new insight as to things that they may want to put. But, but what happens when you have a leader that comes in and actually does this, but all the leaders are not like that? 
Yeah, so, it's it's disrupting the norm. I, I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's where vulnerability comes into play, where uh, people need to, leaders need to be able to say, here I am. This is this is how I how I come. No packaging, no fancy masks. This is who I am. Uh, take it or leave it. And usually that starts from the company culture with their values. So if you know, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but when <laughs> when it comes to company values, um, this is what defines the culture and if vulnerability is part of the values of the company, then culture stands a chance. Well, this is, this is funny because, you know, you, you mentioned values and that's good. And I, I, I do agree that the company must set the tone for all the leaders to follow. Um, and, and, and I'll, you know, I'll give it, I'll give it to you straight real quick. That, <laughs> that leader, that leader that came in, was able to uh, turn around this group, right? It wasn't that they were lost. It was just that was mismanaged. That was yep. just it. They, they all had the same capabilities before. It's yeah. just that, that there was not a leader to, you know, to engulf them with the right fuel and, and get them uh, burning at the optimal heat, right? And so, yes. um, so but uh, what ended up happening is this leader left because, it was so disruptive, it, it, you know, that, that the way they were doing it was so disruptive that he got, you know, they got butted. And every time they try to do something now, it, it was viewed as a threat and they couldn't handle they, they just left. Mm -hmm. And so what, what ended up happening yeah. is the, the, the team now reverted and only what, what happened was the, the individuals that really got it kept going but you know it's it's a detrimental when the company does yes. not have that type of culture um mm -hmm. and so it's great to send and for those companies out there that are sending your leaders to these trainings and all these the seminars and you're wasting your money because they're coming back and then you you know knocking them over the head be careful you know if you send them out there and you want that mm -hmm. then you want it but don't don't waste your money if you don't want it. But exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let me get off that soapbox. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, so we talk about uh, the culture. It starts to breed vulnerability and trust, um, mm -hmm. and it starts to um, really free up your people. You mentioned you mentioned also um, keeping uh, the lines of communication. Yes. Because everything we do in human is communication, whether it's body language or it's actually yep. verbal or written, everything we do or else we won't know what we want. Right. Yeah, from each other. exactly. So, so you mentioned that. Um, and um, if I'm having challenges and keeping neither communication, what do I do? So... First, I think we need to, as you said before, um, start with us. We need to start as leaders communicating better to our people, uh, whether it be through phone, through video, through text. Uh, there's so many lines of communication that 
that's available. And we need to, to start to, um, goes back to vulnerability, you know, keep those lines of communication open and be vulnerable with how we're feeling, what we're doing. Um, you know, there's in the IT industry, there's this um, term called shadow IT. And how that happens is that there's a lack of both trust and communication. And therefore, things are done under the radar. And nobody wants, no leader wants things done under the radar. So in order to do this, if you have that trust, then the communications, communication is, is like, it's another building block on top of that where people are open about what they're doing because they're not scared. Hey, you know what, Anthony, I am going to do this today. What do you think? Hey, it's, I think that's a great idea. Let's try it and see what happens. And if it fails, it fails. But, you know, as long as we keep on communicating how we're, how we're doing, what we're doing, how we're feeling, you know, if, if you're having a really crappy day and you tell your leader, you know what, I'm having a really crappy day, most great leaders will be like, you know what, take the rest of the day off, go home, clear your mind, and come back with a fresh start tomorrow, right? That's communication. And that, again, goes back to psychological safety where you feel uh, safe enough that you can communicate whatever it is that you're having, uh, whatever it is that you're feeling, and um, ideas that may be floating around in your head that you think would benefit the organization in any way. So. Yeah, uh, as you're talking, there's two things that popped in my head. Um, Number one, you never uh, leaders don't calculate, right? (laughs) Because if I if I have a if I have a member that comes in, team member, something's off. I I can I can see something's off. Um, I recognize something's off, and uh, I do allow that vulnerability time. And, and they say, you know, I, man, I, I'm just not, I'm not feeling well. I'm not doing this. That, and I do send them home, right? What, what's, what's it going to cost you? That person's salary for the day. Yeah. But what or happens they can, if they mess they something can, up? <laughs> exactly. They can just, or they may just sit there and do nothing anyways, or they may just, you know, uh, wander around the office or go for a coffee and, uh, complain a little bit. And, you know, it, it doesn't do anyone any good. So what's the point? Right. Right. And, and so, but in terms of, of, you know, of, if you just boil it down to finances, right. You have this person yeah. at the desk now, not doing anything. So you're paying for nothing. Number one. Or they, they try to struggle through it and they mess something up and it costs you $57,000. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when, when you could have just sent them home, right? Then I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, everything is situational, right? And I'm not uh, a proponent. Of Everybody started sending people home. But be smart. Be smart about it. Be vulnerable yes. about it. Have some communication with your team member and see what's needed to Mm -hmm. to be applied so that the best can the best outcome can actually happen the second thing i was thinking of was a saying and i and from the very first time i heard this saying 
something, something, some my spidey senses went off. <laughs> but the but the saying was, and now this this is I've even heard it from very high folks. It's better to ask forgiveness than to ask yes. permission. Yeah. Heard that. Where many, do you many think times. that came from? <laughs> <laughs> it came from no trust. Yeah. No vulnerability. I'm gonna go the shadow, right? You said the shadow IT. Shadow IT. Oh, yeah. I've seen that shadow IT pop up <laughs> many times, uh, and uh, and in and in other areas where you would think that that be something you would like to discuss before you did. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what you preferred to do was to go against all reasoning. <laughs> And and then say something is better to ask forgiveness, but but are you sure you're gonna get forgiveness? Which has always exactly. been my question. And what you kind of forgiveness? <laughs> what kind of forgiveness are you asking for? Because yeah. it may be a okay, you did it. Have a nice day. Yeah. Or it could be okay, you did it. Go see legal. <laughs> because yeah. you just don't know, right? So. I, I, every time somebody said it, I always, you know, it made my spidey senses tingle. Uh, <laughs> but but it, it is truly from an, an environment where a leader has led some team members to think that they were, they were unwilling to let them work on something and, and give them a chance. So because right. they knew that it would work, they were just going to go with it and whatever happens, happens. And that's a very dangerous place to be. And it's always Absolutely. the lack of trust. Uh, so you, you, you mentioned the, the communication, uh, but you also mentioned um, the never stop learning. Yes. Right? And learning mindset. Things, right? Learning. So tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> so, a lot of us think that when we're when we're in a uh, a specific role that we have nothing left to learn but you always have something to learn always now when it comes you know i i'm i'm training a lot of these uh technical individuals and you know i i myself have been uh trained in technical and you know i teach myself a, a lot of different certifications, different clouds. And um, I know that as soon as I stop, especially being in IT, you become a relic, right? Mm -hmm. But bring, bringing it to a, to a leader, now there's, there's always things that leaders can do to better themselves and better their teams. And they should always question why. Why is my team doing this? Why is this person doing this? And that may give them insight as to why. And they're able to correct it. So when, you're, when you come from a learning mindset, you're always looking for that. You're always looking for the better way. You're always looking for how can we, how can we make better what we're currently doing. And um, I, I truly think that this is a lifelong lesson. It, it's not, you know, a specific part of your career. It's constant. 
constant. I, I mean, right to the day you die. Um, I, I truly believe that coming from that mindset will allow you to open your mind to new possibilities and new capabilities. Yeah, you, you, you're talking about the constant learning. Um, there's no way we know everything. There's just no way, no. right? Anyone who uh, tells you that they do, they're right. lying. Well, of course, of course they are. And you, 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 you look at them like, <laughs> man, you want to rephrase that? <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, but um, the other, uh, you know, not so long ago, I was reading a, a, a book. It was, uh, it was intended for, for new leaders. Now, I've been in leadership for a very long time. But I yeah. read it, right? And the reason why I read it was because I want to always um, remind myself of the things that got me where I am, right? Because it's yes. those things, those foundational truths in leadership that I need to keep a hold of. That must not go away because if the foundation goes away, I don't care how pretty your building is. It's going to go down. <laughs> right? yep. so, so always go back and, and, and relearn. Cause sometimes it's relearning things, you know, you may have learned it, but now you have to relearn it. Absolutely. There's even a, there's even a thing that a, a good friend of mine shared with me and this is his thing, but he said, there's even unlearning. Yes. That you definitely. have to do. So definitely. in all three things and learning, relearning and unlearning, there's always mm -hmm. learning, right? So yes. you always have to keep that in front. Uh, of yourself. It has to be part of your daily agenda to learn something, to sharpen that ax, you know, if you will, uh, yep. and, and, and become, <clears throat> become better. We don't know everything. Learning is something that never ends, you know, uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, even when people die, you learn something, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, you, so true. So, so so oh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a proponent for learning and, and making sure that you are always being sharp, being able to address issues, especially if you're in a consulting position, uh, because mm -hmm. you're going to be uh, giving advice and talking to people about things and how to you know, uh, get it done uh, for their own success. And, and, but you need to have those tools in your pocket. So I love the fact that you that you made these five points. I'm going to bring it all together. And, and so you, you said putting your people first will always yield the biggest returns, always yep. lead uh, with empathy and love, mm -hmm. uh, cultivating a culture of trust, uh, which I, I, if any leader is listening, if you need anything is trust, the trust of your people. You, and, and yep. believe me, just because you got hired into the position doesn't mean it came with trust. You will have to earn yep. that every single day. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, keep the lines of communi communications open and finally never stop learning. So uh, uh, Anthony, thank you so much for not only uh, the points that you've made, but the, the things you that you've shared and uh, it's been wonderful. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Enrique. Yeah. So, um, Anthony, if, if we had some listeners <laughs> that wanted to get a hold of Anthony, uh, maybe not at a LinkedIn local, right? Uh, but uh, yeah. but uh, in any way that they could and you would, uh, you would allow that, how, how would they do that? 
I find the, the two best ways is uh, either on LinkedIn. You can always message me or DM me or reach out to me. Uh, or you can go straight to my website uh, at antonyt.com. Outstanding. And, and folks, I'm going to put that information at the bottom of the video so you'll be able to uh, get that. I'll also make it uh, uh, provided in the comments so that you, they, they can reach out to you. Anthony, one more time, thank you for being with us. Uh, thank, thank you for you sharing so much, okay. uh, the, the, leader, the topic of leadership and vulnerability, something that we need uh, so much uh, uh, today. And so uh, uh, for those listening, as we always end, success to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve. Until then, success to you.